Hello, hello. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for joining us in this uh, new type of show that I will be testing out. So this is the mandatory codec. You could think of this as like some sort of podcast we're doing um, for the MGSR channel where we discuss everything MGS related, MGS speedrun related. Um, so before all you perfectionists get on me, yes, the layout will change. Don't worry about that. Um, this is something I put together kind of last minute. It is a little my fault. So that will, I'll edit that out. I'll, I'll work on the layout. Eventually we will get video of the guests and myself and all that stuff. So, so that's coming in the future, but let's get right into the first episode. And my first guest, episode one to test pilot this. So I want to thank him for putting up with me is Apache Smash. Uh, if you guys don't know him, you guys probably do anyway. He runs a lot of the background stuff in MGSR, just the social media stuff. Uh, he's previous world record holders and current world record holder of uh, some MGS3 categories. He was the former world record holder of the European Extreme category as well. And I believe he's also competing for that now. Follow Apache Smash on Twitter as well. There you go, Tony. <laughs> How's it going, Apache? Yeah, yeah, really good, mate. Um, this is something that I thought um, MGSR should have for a while. Uh, we did have a podcast previously, uh, but it could take uh, like quite a while between the episodes. I'm glad we're doing something uh, on more of a weekly basis. Uh, as you say, yeah, I run MGS3 a lot. At one time, I held a world record in every single difficulty, and then people got better at the game, and <laughs> Major Zero took world record. Hikari actually took it off me as well first. Um, and he also took my very easy world records, which I care about the most. Uh, I, I'm back grinding the game. I'm back into MGS3, and I'm I'm hoping to get the, uh, the the European Extreme New Game world record back as soon as possible. Nice, nice. So uh, before we start getting into MGS, uh, let's talk about you a little, Pachi. Now, what attracted you to the Metal Gear series? I mean, there's like millions of games out there you could be playing. What attracts you to Metal Gear Solid, especially MGS3? I've, pre I've pretty much played Metal Gear um, since it came out. I used to play um, Metal Gear Solid originally, you know, when it came out in 1998. Um, I didn't have it, but my cousin did. And I used to stay at my cousin Jamie's house every single weekend. Um, and we would just sit there and just play Metal Gear Solid constantly. Um, I remember like when I, when I first played Metal Gear, like I was... I was super young, right? Because I was born in 92. I'm 28. Uh, so I was like six or seven years old when it came out. Uh, so I wasn't very good at it. I just used to get an alert and run away from the guards and, and kill them all. But over time, I'd say Metal Gear Solid 2 was the first one that I really got into. Loved it. Thought it was the best game ever made. Um, I, I always say, like, I think Sons of Liberty is better than Snake Eater on the PlayStation 2, as far as it, when you look at the PlayStation 2 releases, but when you look at the HD collection, 3 is better than 2, like 3 really shines on the HD collection. So I, I, basically I've, I've played them my entire life, I, I love them, they're my favourite games. I think I think you fall under everyone else that that enjoys Metal Gear, is you grew up with them, and then and then that's all you, you kind of think about it, that's the, no other games kind of come close to it, but let's transition from playing that kind of as as a kid playing it casually now you convert that into speedrunning now speedrunning 
it takes a whole different mindset to speedrun, especially when you're trying to speedrun at, at super high levels, because like I said before, there's plenty of games out there to play. You could be playing the new games. You got, you know, Cyberpunk that just came out, good or bad. Uh, there's so many games that are coming out, so many good games as well. So I don't want to just shit on all the other games. There's some great games out there. But what kind of mindset, like what drives you to say, you know what, I'm going to hold off on that. And I'm going to be playing this game from early 2000s, late 2008 or whatever to just play that a thousand times instead like what where is that mindset coming from i think um like for me i love the gameplay of metal gear solid i don't think there's any game like it like specifically metal gear solid one two and three there there isn't another game you can compare it to it's not like it's a first person shooter and there's like hundreds of them there's just this 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 one game that, that with this incredible gameplay um, kind of a mixture of like um, like every room is a puzzle and then you have these interesting boss fights which split up the game and I always wanted to complete them fast like I, I probably played Metal Gear Solid 2 the most when I was younger and I always wanted to complete it fast I, I used to say to people like you know I can finish this game in two hours and I was talking about like Metal Gear Solid 2 I'm like you know mm. I can finish this game in two hours how cool is that I didn't know anyone else was doing it not for not for years but um, I found this community really late, but I, I always wanted to speedrun the game. I wasn't very good at them, but I, I, I did always want to complete them as fast as possible. And if you're saying, like, why, you know, why you're not playing newer games, I'm kind of stuck in 2004. Like, outside of Metal Gear, I play Smash Bros. Melee and I play World of Warcraft. So, <laughs> I, you know, at a certain point, I just stopped playing new games, I guess. I think you're just uh, getting, getting to be older like myself. I'm two years older than you. And it's, it's, like, you gotta put so much energy when you want to pick up a new game. It's like, you gotta commit, it's like watching a TV show. You gotta start, you gotta commit your whole mindset, like, okay, I'm gonna start this game. I'm gonna start it from scratch. I'm gonna be terrible at it. And then slowly get better. Like, it just takes so much effort. I think as you get older, it's harder to, to pick up new things. Do you agree with that or no? No, I, I don't think it's that. I think... For me personally, and I'm not saying it is for everyone else, but mm-hmm. um, there there is an aspect of like I love this game so much, and this game this game doesn't have multiplayer. You can't compete with people at it. So speedrunning is a way to say like I can be the best at this game, and I I can play this game on a on like a different level. Um, you know, I I can become an expert in this game that I love, and I can learn every single thing about it. I can learn how to play it in such a ridiculous way. And if you th- if you think about like Metal Gear Solid Three, the way we do Warehouse One in European Extreme, mm. it just it's like it's like there's another level to the game, and you can you can play it so insanely well. And I, I think that's what I just prefer this game to all others. So I'd rather put time into getting good at this game than I would you know just playing the latest gameplay and the latest story. So now anyone that follows you on Twitter knows you constantly tweet about MGS2. Are you yeah. saying you prefer MGS3 over MGS2 and all your tweets are a lie? I prefer to speedrun Metal Gear Solid 3 because I'm better at it. If I could be as good at Metal Gear Solid 2 as I am, and, 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 and like, I don't think there's something like stopping me, I just, I just found it so much easier to get to grips with 3. Um, something Lime said to me specifically, because I, I started running mgs2 very easy and mm-hmm. i just stuck with that for like two years i ran nothing else ran that constantly when i went to mgs3 i 
uh, took the very easy world record very quickly. And Limes was just like, just go to a higher difficulty, just try the higher difficulties out. So I literally moved through them very easy, easy, normal, hard, extreme, European extreme. I went literally through all the difficulties. I think if he hadn't pushed me to do that, I would still be running uh, very easy MGS3. So, you know, shout out to him for that. I really appreciate it. But it, it was literally just, I got to grips with it better. So I think two is a better game, mm -hmm. but I think I prefer the speedrun of three. Would you agree that two is easier to pick up? Not, you know, I'm not saying you can get world records easily. I'm not saying you can get top times easily, but just as a new runner, like two is easier to pick up and finish runs compared to three. Um, that's a, that's a good question. Two is easier for a number of reasons. One, there are so many versions of it. You, you've probably got a copy of it in your house. Mm -hmm. If you don't, it's on the PC. Everyone has a PC that can run it. It can literally run on a toaster. Um, there's a save pack for every single difficulty that you can download, right? You can run it on any difficulty you want straight away. And there's also a guide for very easy and normal. And there's plenty of information about European Extreme floating around. There is just way, way more in the terms of resources, players you can reach out to to talk about it. In in, in terms of actually finishing runs, uh, just, mm. just like no knowledge, you have both games, and you're going to pick them up, and you're going to run them on the lowest difficulty, I think three is easier. I, I do think three is easier, but the resources for two makes it the better choice. I agree with you. I agree with that. Um, so tell me for MGS3, are you currently work? Are you currently grinding for Euro Extreme? Yes, I started the grind to get European Extreme world record um, about a week ago. Uh, I took a break from it uh, because I had really bad uh, wrist issues, and like I, I can't even describe to you how hard that game is. Like to, when you're grinding for world record. Any single mistake in the run means you have to have to start again, and you have to set up load trick, which takes 40 minutes, and uh, it requires such a level of concentration. Like when you finish grinding after a day, you are genuinely tired. You are fatigued mm. because it, it's a, it's a hard game, and uh, I mean Major Zero's record 16:35. It's it's nuts. It's so good. It's so, so good. I mean, people didn't even think the game could get to that point. Hikari held the world record from May 2016 to June 2020. I think I may have got my dates slightly mixed up there. But for four years, Hikari held the record with a 119.34. And many people tried, and they couldn't even get close. And then me, Raichu, and Major all grinding together. And, and Hikari as well, because he, he came back mm -hmm. to the game. The record this year went from 119.34 to 116.35 and four different people held the world record and it changed five times. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I can talk... Well, I was I was never in contention of getting close to world record, but when I was running this game, I was getting 130s, like 138, 137. Now, just the, the strats that, that... The new strats that came up... Like, I was able to push that time down to, like, the 128s. And and that was pretty crazy to me because I never competed at that high level. But just the new strats were found, like, even to me as, as like, a quote-unquote casual runner. Not really a, you know, a top high level runner. But all those new strats you guys found, like, I was able to push my time down. 
for like eight to ten minutes right away and when everyone was going for hikari's record like no one thought about these new strats they thought okay this was the highest level possible like you couldn't do anything faster than this like the only thing people looked at that he made a mistake on was the end and that was it yep like, do you agree that uh, everyone was, like, treating that as, okay, this is the highest golden standard. It cannot get faster than this. The only way you can beat this is if you have a faster end fight. It, 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 was, it, it wasn't just that. I mean, people thought it was so unbeatable that the very easy time couldn't even be lower than 1934. People, I mean, you can find evidence. You can see forum posts from people where they were saying... Like, uh, you know, you can't just beat this record by going on very easy. It's, it's so good. Like, pe people thought it was the perfect time for Metal Gear Solid 3, not just for the difficulty. Um, a whole, like, mindset change had to happen. Uh, and so often that this happened all the time when I started running the game. Uh, people truly believed that faster strats couldn't be found. And, mm -hmm. I mean, look at it. There, there are so many faster strats now. There are... There's so much better stuff for this game. Not just faster, but safer as well. And there's still some more stuff to be found today. Like, um, like I contributed something. It was the exterior warehouse where you could just quick shot the guy and continue to run instead of everyone kind of stopping, aiming at his head, and then running forward. So, what do you? Well, yeah. I guess I guess I'll I'll ask this question later on as we move uh, through the categories. So for just general MGS3 stuff, do you, outside of Euro Extreme, are you interested in running any other categories after that? So I, I've been I've been putting a lot of work into the uh, category extension tuxedo, mm -hmm. which is where you wear the tuxedo camo in every single room that it's possible, because it's not possible in every room. Obviously, you get captured at one point and you, you, you don't have any clothes. Um, but I, I love Tuxedo. I was, I was like, I need something different. How can I make this game harder? And it, Tuxedo really does cover that. For anyone who doesn't know, um, the Tuxedo camo is one of the worst camouflages. It makes it really easy to get caught by the guards. It prevents you from using the animal's camo to abuse like stamina. Uh, so you have to manage your stamina more effectively. You can't use the disguise in the lab. Um, where you dress as you know you normally wear the scientist costume uh, and you can't use cqc so it makes some of the boss fights harder it also removes one of the best panic options in the game uh, like cqc is way more powerful than any other move in the game you can instantly knock mm -hmm. out the guard from the knock out a guard from the standing position it's, it's, a, it's a panic option if you make a mistake you can just take the guard out really quickly um some places it's not really usable but it but it's very useful to to know as a backup so it just takes that away from you straight away um it's been an experience uh, i got my first run with no no continues no alerts recently um 123 is my current time for that which i think is a a very respectable time uh, but i know it can be lower the 123 will put you at the top percentage of runners even without tuxedo so yeah i'd say you know what that's a pretty good run do you plan on the hardest well if you plan on doing that foxhound is the hardest part the bike chase is that what's really holding it back yeah and it, I, I don't think it's it's not just because the bike chase is hard i think it's me right for, for the longest time I didn't care about highest rank. I've mm. never cared about highest rank in this game. I don't. I don't find it that interesting. I'd rather use the the faster Volgan strategy. I'd rather use like anywhere I can get a time advantage. 
without if it takes away my rank i don't care right mm -hmm. like the hardest thing about european extreme is not getting seen right. uh, and doing bosses quickly like it it, it it doesn't factor into time to me a lot of people do care about it though um there's a lot of people not not really involved in the community but there's a lot of people out there who say like oh it's not the uh it's not the world record if it's not fuck sound yep it's like you do it then mate <laughs> like, you know you it, it, there aren't that many people that consistently can consistently finish foxhound runs in the world anyway it's like why why is our game got to be so much harder than than other games but that that didn't matter to me personally but the negative the downside of that is now that i do want to get a foxhound run in tuxedo because i think that is really impressive um, i have to do the bike chase and in a non-lethal way which i haven't been doing up to now now for people who don't know the bike chase um you can straight fail the bike chase through no fault of your own so you can do everything perfectly and you can still die because the platform guards when you take them out um occasionally one can like blow up next to you and set you on fire um fire does the highest dps in in metal gear solid 3 the biggest incoming damage you can take from a move is is from fire um aside from the some of the instant kill shots like uh when Volgin does like the energy explode move, it'll kill you instantly on Yoro. Mm. But for the most part, fire is really dangerous. Fire fire is dangerous even on very easy. A common strat when you get caught on fire in a normal Yoro run is to go into your camo menu, change your camo, and then change it back. Yep. And you're no longer on fire. Uh, you can't do that in tuxedo because you can't take the tuxedo off. So you, you've got that. Um, sometimes you, the incoming damage during the bike chase section will just be more than others. But um, I need to improve a lot more before I start saying, uh, oh, this isn't possible. I mean, if, if that's the only thing I have left, you can look at plenty of runs on the board where they did bike chase, non-lethal, didn't use OS camo, which is a camo that reduces the amount of incoming damage you can take. Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't use life meds. There's, there are ways of doing it. I just, I just kind of like... Uh, let myself down with that section no i think personally the oscam comes in handy in the the area where the platform guys are chasing you i think you won't have any problem with getting through grozny grad that's that's not that hard but where i struggle is in the especially when like you said when you catch on fire with the guys floating right above you like that's the worst so i think i think yeah. you can do it easily um the only area where you're in danger of dying or at least for me is like that last area just before you get into uh the last area of the bike chase those hoverboard guys are the worst but i think you could do it yeah, and also I, oh go ahead there's just a huge hmm. element of rng to it that's all but I, i'm pretty happy with how i've done so far with just getting the chameleon rank because mm -hmm. No, no one has a completed run Foxhound single segment recorded. I'm the only person who has one. The Hikari's got a multi-segment one, and that's it. There's me and Hikari. Well, sounds like you need some competition. Yeah. Well, you're, you're welcome to <laughs> come along. <laughs> to be fair, Spot, you came up with the, a lot of the strategies that I use. Like, a lot of the ideas I use in that run came from you, so there's no reason why you couldn't put out just as competitive of a Foxhound <laughs> time, a uh, tuxedo time. Uh, I mean, you know, coming up with strategies for a single room is definitely different than trying a full-on run implementing all those strategies, so I'm not sure, but it's definitely fun to watch, and while when you were saying you don't care about rank 1, I think most of the speedrunning community, at least MGSR, 
like it doesn't matter if you get rank one or not that's a, there are a few people that would prefer that rank one and they they'll acknowledge that world record is even if it's not a rank one they'll say you know what this is this is world record but it's not rank one but for the average viewers like when you when you enter this into marathons like gdq or esa or whatever like your average viewer that tunes in would you agree that they'll be more impressed if you are going for rank one versus not yeah i, I but i think it comes from a place of not knowing well i, I just want to make like make it clear in in european extreme normal european extreme with the findings that we've 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 used we've started to use like using the os camo for bike chase getting foxhound isn't actually hard the only hard bit is not getting seen the the they're not using life meds the uh they're like non-lethal kills on all the bosses it, it isn't hard it's it's not as hard as like people believe it is but when someone hears like oh rank one foxhound is the yeah. hardest rank that automatically impresses them even if they don't have like the background knowledge of what goes into it right, and right. no one expects them to no one no one right. expects them to it's not a bad thing you can't know about every game right but uh, you know it it doesn't matter what other people think to me i just want to play the game how i think it should be played if that makes sense you know it does but like you said like you know if your average joe if little timmy <clears throat> tunes in to gdq and he sees mgs3 run and he sees you rpging everyone well he's like well that's not impressive i could do that too do you know what i mean where if he sees the same thing but someone is throwing stun grenades everywhere instead now Time-wise, it doesn't matter. Difficulty-wise, to to the speedrunners like yourself, like to me, to everyone else that runs MGS3, you're like, well, the difficulty between the two aren't that much. But then, if you're trying to get this in, and let's say, even not your average viewer, but someone from the board or the committee is watching this, making a decision or looking into it, and they're like, well, this guy's doing it, Foxhound. This must be like a hundred times harder, and that ups your chances of getting into into marathons do you agree that that uh, does increase yeah. it or no oh yeah for sure 100 100 percent. i do um and that is definitely part of the reason why i started doing tuxedo runs in the first place it's mm -hmm. like oh you think it's so hard to get foxhound i'm gonna do this run in the you know in the party suit <laughs> i'm gonna do this run <laughs> in the meme costume it's like i'll show you how hard this game yeah. is there's definitely like a, a an ego driven kind of thing for that so, uh, switching it up a little. Now, let's say uh, there's a new MGS3 runner that says, you know, the generic line. Where do I get started? Or how how should I approach this? I don't know where to start. What would you? What would your advice be to them? At least do very easy a couple of times. There are some really important mechanics of the game that you absolutely have to learn. And when people go into Euro first and they're getting caught everywhere and they can't work out why, it's because they haven't perfected the the very precise movement and menuing and like something as simple as quick reloading, right? When you mm. when you quick reload in Metal Gear Solid 3, you have to hold R1 for first person when you do it. Otherwise, uh, your quick reloads will fail because you won't be like perfectly centered on the target again. Um, so you hold R1 for first person view and use your other finger to tap R2 uh, twice to switch your gun on and off to refill its ammo. Um, it's like a, it cancels the reload essentially. Um, just something like that. If you can do that really well, all of a sudden you can play European Extreme 100 times better because you have to do it multiple times in the run and if you don't do it right, you die. So very easy 
will teach you so much about the game and like subconsciously as well um it it will make you a very strong mechanical player even something as simple as the first time you enter the warehouse you have to roll over a railing and if you don't get the angle on this railing correctly you'll just roll against it if you do that in very easy it doesn't matter if you do that in euro you get caught so subconsciously it's going to make you a lot better at the harder difficulties and i mean i can prove it i started on very easy and i, and I managed to get the the best time in every difficulty so i can attest to it yeah um the other thing with i agree with you where euro extreme what's really tough is mgs3 it doesn't have a lot of backups now i'm not saying it has no backups but it's very difficult when you have game over on site and you're running on euro extreme as your first category because in other games, like, you know, you're doing MGS2, you get seen, well, you have that option of not game over of discover, so you can go to your backups and get through the room. But with MGS3, it's really hard to, to have backups, because as soon as you screw something up, especially if you're if you're going at high-level runs, and a guard sees you, it, it's instantly over. Is that another reason why, you know, Euro Extreme might not be the best way to start out? It's not just that, but you you won't understand the game well. In, you won't understand the game well enough to start implementing backups. There are places in the game where if you mess up something, you know you have to go into a backup. It doesn't happen when the guard sees you. It happens like five seconds before mm -hmm. when you move wrong, like round a corner, and you're like, oh, this isn't correct. I need to do something different, or I'm going to get seen. You can't learn that without having a a better knowledge of the game and you won't get that knowledge if if you constantly just staring at that game over screen being like oh i can't do this it's too hard you're just gonna you're just gonna give it up to be honest with you no, i agree with you on that um so what are so in mgs3 give me your let's say we're just concentrating on euro extreme from now on since that's what i'm most familiar with that's what you're grinding for now what are your top um run killers like which areas it doesn't have to be you know in general but just for you what are your top areas that are run killers uh sorry for me personally or for for just the game in general Let, let's start with you personally first i want to hear this um for a start like it's very easy to lose concentration and if you lose concentration just slightly it's it's incredibly to get it's incredibly easy to get caught basically anywhere in the whole run so a big part of picking up the game is you have to be physically able to concentrate for the entire run because it only takes one slight nudge to, to mm -hmm. take you out um, right now since picking it back up the biggest problem area for me is mountain three um, because I've just started doing the new strategy major zero came up with and you do it as well um, essentially you have to roll over a guard mm -hmm. sneak past another guard and then do this like perfect roll over the top of a trench and if you're too slow at any point you get caught it's just really really tough um it's it's like i always say like every room is so precise and you walk yeah. in a tightrope but that room is it's really precise you walk in a tightrope and the tightrope is on fire <laughs> i know it's so so rough i know exactly what you're talking about so for anyone unfamiliar with this this is the area right before you meet eva in the mountains um it's just the, the timing is so tight to where you have to do these two rolls over the trenches and then you go use your box to go up a slope then you roll again over another trench and that, I'm telling you, if you're off by 
about a second, a second and a half, you're gonna get caught. So it's gotten it's gotten to the point where I know if I'm a second too late, I have to go to the backup. Like I cannot roll over that last trench if I'm a second too late in the previous movement. Yeah, the the biggest problem with the backup is the backup loses too much time, and the, when yeah. you're going for world record, you literally just have to do it right or reset. And um, there's there's the most ridiculous bit where you roll over a trench and you have to climb up a ledge and take like four steps and then put your box on if you put your box on at three steps or five steps the the, the last guard you go past is in the wrong place so it, it, yeah. it's so precise it's so so precise and then um and yet somehow still feels better than the strategy i was doing before so like it's, it's a tough game i think the worst part about that strat is in the last roll over that trench there's like the little ledge that sticks out and if you're too far to the left, you're just going to do this slide back animation. I think that's yeah, the worst it, part of that. Or you fall into the trench and get immediately get seen. Um, yeah. We're kind of turning that room into like a platformer. We, we do it a bit in MGS2 where we do some platformer stuff, but there's quite a lot in MGS3 on the sly and it's not made to be played like that. You're not supposed to like roll across onto ledges like, like we're doing. Um, so that's probably where a lot of the difficulty comes from in the first place. Okay, so then what's another area? So we got Mountains 3 covered. What's another difficult area for you? The Fury. Um, the Fury is the hardest boss in the game by by far. And don't let anyone ever say it's not that bad. It really is. The, the main difficulty with the Fury comes from the fact that the fight should be about 16 seconds. So if you're if you've not finished the fight after 16 seconds you've done something wrong to begin with you're already losing time um if, if you've got room for one mistake so he can hit you once but the new strat for world record is you don't cure the poison at the fear to save like eight seconds and you go all the way to the fury with the poison on you and then you fight him with one hp so if you <laughs> even touch the fire on the ground you're dead um so it has absolutely no room for error um, and that's the kind of thing we're doing now to claw back a few seconds so yeah one hp fury makes the hardest boss in the game like 10 times harder i agree with you um i think people get spoiled when they look at either world record runs or they look at other people's pbs and when you when you look at a pb vod you're seeing almost their best run that they're offering so when you see fear from everyone on their PBs, you're like, oh, well, this is not that hard. Everyone's doing it easily. And then when you actually do it in a run, sometimes the Fury can hold you hostage for, like, minutes before letting you go. Yeah, um, he can feel a bit random in the things that he does at times as well. I mean, you're hoping with the fear, uh, sorry, with the Fury, you're hoping that he lands on the right, you shoot him three times, hide, shoot him three times, hide, shoot him twice, the fight's over. Sometimes he stands back up and flies away. Sometimes mm -hmm. you hit him once and he immediately goes into a flamethrower. And like you have to listen to like the sounds of him to to avoid everything he does. You have to be so conscious of what sounds he's making um, because you can play that fight pretty much off sound. Um, you can also tell where he is using sound as well. Um, but he just doesn't play ball sometimes, and it's it's really really rough. 
uh, when I did this run, I did I did Metal Gear Solid 3 for an event um, on the GDQ Twitch channel, and I had Plywood doing commentary with me, and me and Plywood are like talking up the fury, talking about how difficult it is, yeah. and we're like, yeah, it's definitely the hardest boss in the game. And they get into the fight, and I just instantly get like the perfect pattern on him, where you kill him. <laughs> insanely fast and i'm like well uh yeah he's definitely a hard fight but like it just doesn't always go like that that's yeah that's what happened to me in my relay race i had like all these backups in mind like okay if he flies away i'm just gonna kill myself take a continue reset the fight if he goes this way or something doesn't go right i'm just gonna instantly roll over the ledge and not um and not really worry about trying to salvage the fight and then all of a sudden I get into it and I get like the perfect RNG and it's over quickly. So <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Um, but so going from, it's, go ahead. It's another fight where you, once, once it gets out of hand, once he flies away, you've got a choice to make in your mm -hmm. head. It's like, I can try and chase him yeah. and, and end this fight now. And generally if you're doing, you know, foxhound attempts, you'll just, you'll just try and chase him around and lose whatever time. Sometimes it's faster to just be aware that you can kill yourself and reset the fight and try for that pattern at the start again. Right. I mean, a lot of things in MGS3, it's like as soon as it goes off the script, especially bosses, as soon as if it goes, as soon as it goes off the script, it's sometimes faster to just reset the fight. So we'll get to, we'll get to bosses in a little bit, but, uh, so we went from your hardest couple areas, he me in general, like a new guy learning euro extreme what do you think would what would you say is the hardest areas for them to learn not not just high level execution <laughs> but let's just say they want to get through a run first uh, what areas you think are going to give them the most trouble i think once you start the game everything's cool up to the first time you get to rasva and it's like you'll watch a run and you'll try and copy it and you'll be like this isn't working how are they doing this and there's just such it's such a difficult room it's like the nuance of the movement in that room is very alien to someone picking up the game for the first time and i think i do think it's very cruel that that's like the third or fourth area in the, in the game that's yeah that's the area where right before you meet sokolov you have to get to his little mm -hmm. the room in the corner um i think that's the only area maybe there's more where you're doing like the running l1 auto aim kind of shot is there anywhere else that uses that feature that there, there are runners who use it elsewhere i i don't even use it use it there i don't use l1 at all i don't okay. know how to use l1 in the game at all but um that is a good place to use it because it locks onto a guard much better than the than the normal auto aim mm -hmm. yeah. um I just think it's incredibly cool because it, it really stops some runners short. It's like, oh, I really want to learn this game. They sit down to learn it. And then you have this monster of a room. The room isn't isn't that hard, but it, you have to learn very quickly how important every single step Snake takes is. What was giving me the most trouble in that room is the last roll into the soldier to knock them down. Like at the beginning, it's not that difficult. You You hold square, you go up on your toes, you shoot the guy. Then there's another guy up top where, you know, if you're really struggling, you could just go into first person and take him out. But there's that last roll where I was stuck on that last roll for so long, I just couldn't get the right angle. Yeah, if I, if I could explain it, it's like a lot of people, they hold right on the analog stick and then they try and curve the analog stick all the way around to north and then roll. There yep. isn't enough time. You have to go yeah. all the way right and then even like kind of reset to neutral for a slightest second and push up and roll into him. Otherwise, there isn't enough time. He will see you. Yep, and for for new runners, would you would you agree that the some of the hardest sections are thrown at the beginning? Like you got Rosvet, then you got the beginning of uh, 
at the beginning of Snake Eater, where the boss yeah, takes away all your troll. weapons and you gotta like go there. Then you got the Ocelot fight. So it's such a tough run to learn. Yeah, and it's compacted. It's really compacted in like that first 40 minutes is all of the insane stuff just constantly happening back to back. There really is no breather. And then you get um you you get like the um the Rykov part where you get tortured and the game chills out so much. As soon as you get into the sewer, the game is so much more chill. But getting to that point you just have all these difficult rooms back to back. Yeah, the most heartbreaking parts in the run is if your run dies after sewer, before bike chase. I think that's the most heartbreaking time your your end could run. I've had a few areas where um my end I didn't move correctly in uh right after you go up the ladder from the waterfall and you click the box and I moved the wrong way and those are the worst areas to lose your run. Yeah, I had an insane run, really really insane right before I took uh, my first break from Euro. I had everything go perfect, like perfect end strat, perfect fury. Mm -hmm. And then I got out of the sewers after you meet Eva, stood up, you know, where you just, you're in the tank area, you just put a box on, distract a guard, um, shoot a guard in the head, and then walk through with a box, right? It's really simple. Literally, I, I swear to you, anyone could do it. And uh, I just equipped the box at the wrong time and got caught. Mm. That was uh, cl close to, and I, I don't really rage at the game, but I was pretty <laughs> close to throwing my controller at that point. That, that's rough. Uh, moving on to what are some of your like satisfying rooms where once you get through it it's really fun to execute because a lot of areas your mind is kind of on autopilot you're just running through what are some of your areas where it's really satisfying to execute even if you do it a million times a lot of the game I think that's what keeps it so exciting but um, definitely the ocelot unit the ocelot unit looks really cool mm -hmm. so even like someone who'd never seen the game before I feel like the ocelot unit looks really cool the end people always say like oh you, 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 you're dueling an old man and you know spraying your e-cig at him um, especially the new strat where we keep him in the same room it looks incredible warehouse 2 looks absolutely nuts um, just there's the whole strategy of literally leaping off a staircase to land on top of a guard and then immediately box headshot in another it, it looks so cool mm. well what i what i think that mgs3 doesn't have the appeal of a speedrun as mgs2 is a lot of the areas your average you know viewer has no idea why you do stuff like when you compare mgs2 it's it's very much it's much more simpler than than mgs3 where you're just kind of you know you do a warning shot or you do a distraction shot or you roll a certain way because the areas are much smaller so your average viewer can like follow what you're doing and it makes the playing as well as the viewing more i guess more entertaining where mgs3 you equip the box you do a quick shot that no one knows why the heck you just shot your gun in like a fraction of a second you roll a certain way, and then you equip your box again. You think all that stuff is another reason why MGS3 is not as popular with speedrun as MGS2? I, 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 I disagree. I mean, I, I, I agree with what you're saying, that it's harder to follow. Mm -hmm. 100%, it's way harder to tell in a speedrun what's going on. But MGS3 is somewhat of an, an anomaly. People love watching the speedruns. But, it, you know, when it's on at a marathon, it gets really good viewership. Um, people... 
I think I, from a viewer's perspective, people are just as interested in three as they are in two. There's just way less people actually running three. Um, I think three is a bit scarier. Aside from it not being on as many systems, you have to have a capture card in order to stream it. Um, you know, there's a lot of problems with, with, with picking it up. I still think it's just as popular as two in terms of what people, what people want to see it. Okay, I think that's a good transition to our next topic, the PS3. Now, oh, MGS3, the PS3. <laughs> MGS3 has been a long exclusive, well you could run on PS2 if you want, I don't know why you do that, but just putting that aside, PS3 has been the go-to system for MGS3. Now we'll talk about Xbox a little later, but since uh, the beginning when HD Collection came out, MGS3 has been the main M, uh, or PS3 has been the main MGS3 machine. What are your thoughts on the PS3? Just a general, you could cover whatever you want about the PS3. I'm telling you right now that like everyone who runs Metal Gear Solid 3 absolutely despises the PS3. It is, it is not a good console to run on. It controls great, um, but we have a few problems. No PS3 is equal to another PS3. They all load at different speeds. Agreed. Um, you have to put, if you want the fastest time, you have to put an SSD drive in your console. Mm. You have to get the digital version of the game. Um, then you have a problem with patch versus unpatch. So the, the HD collection has a patch version, which loads slower. Um, that's why I run on Japanese. So you, when you're like talking about your run, you're like, oh yeah, I'm just going to run Metal Gear Solid 3 European Extreme on the PlayStation 3 on a super slim SSD loading tricked Japanese <laughs> unpatched version. It's like, it's just, there's no homogenization between the, b between two people. It, it makes it very difficult when you're setting up a race because you have to try and get like the, the you know, as close to each other as you possibly can. Um, mm. Yeah, I, th I thought the police were coming. I thought I was going to get arrested for saying that. No, but, uh, I, I mute my mic when, when that happened so they didn't pick it up. Yeah, but no, I had no, sirens no like right outside my window. No, no worries, mate. Um, yeah, the, and yeah, as I was going to say, the the load trick. So for anyone who doesn't know, um, you're going to hear something not great about the Metal Gear Solid 3 on the PS3. There's something called the load trick. So when you play the game, the PS3... Uh, when you load a cutscene, the PS3 remembers that it's loaded that cutscene and can load it faster the second time. The way people run Metal Gear Solid 3 is they start a run, they play all the way to Rykov, where you get captured, which takes about 40 minutes on European Extreme, generally. And then they kill themselves in the cell, exit the game, and then they start their speed run because now the PS3 is going to load the game faster uh, on every single screen up until that point. So every single person who runs on the PS3, generally, there's a few people who don't do it, but certainly the people who want to get world record and the best time all do this, and we hate it. Like, you you don't want to do that, right? You don't, you don't want to sit there and set up your run for 40 minutes before you can do a speed run, but that's what you have to do to be competitive. Was there ever a... So, the, uh, yeah, I agree. Everyone hates Loading Trick. You hate setting it up. Like, you don't want to spend 40 minutes of your time setting it up, um, then start your real attempts. You just lost 40 minutes of your life to nothing. <laughs> then you're starting your your actual attempts. Um, and I've, I've always said, you can grab, like, four people from the, uh, from the leaderboards. Like, just grab four random people, 
and have them run MGS3. And they can all do the exact same strategy in every room, the exact same boss fights, everything is the same, and you'll come up with four different timers at the end. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a war zone. Um, what, what is it they call it? They call it an arms race, right? So everyone mm -hmm. is like, outside of speedrunning the game, everyone is trying to get the best console and the best stuff in. And Like Ma Major Zero, for example, I I'm sure he won't mind me saying this, um, he has a ton of PlayStation 3s, which he specifically bought to test them and find out which one loads the game the fastest. Um, it isn't like a negative thing we we did not design the game this way we wish it wasn't this way but right. if you do want to compete on this game this is what you have to do we'd all rather it didn't count loads and every no matter what copy of the game you ran it it loaded the same and whoever had the best gameplay had the best time but it, it just it doesn't work like that it doesn't work like that yeah i agree no we didn't agree to this it's just like the the cars were dealt with and and so so the I guess we'll we'll cover more systems later on. I just want to focus on PS3 only now. Um, so when you were talking about the loading trick, do you think if loading trick was discovered today that it'd still be allowed in runs? I, I hope, like with the kind of mentality between runners now, I you know I hope we would have just been like you know this isn't great. We we shouldn't really be spending forty minutes setting up a run like this. We should probably just say that everyone has to hard reset before they do a run. Um, mm. But that it isn't just as cut and dry as that. It isn't just as simple as if there was no load trick, the game would be better. Because right. load trick, to some extent, evens a lot of hardware to each other. Load trick has a set time. Like, if, if your PS3 is load tricked, a slim and a super slim uh, will generally load at the same speed. But if they're not on load trick, it's wildly different. So at least we can sort of, like, even up a certain portion of the game. So, you know... I don't know. I, I don't know what the best plan is for it. I don't know what the best option is for it. It's, it's more complicated, and I don't. I don't think there's just a straight answer that says this is the best way of doing it. Um, I, I just hope that in the future we have a version of the game um, that loads the same for everyone. Totally agree. So let's move on from the PS3. Uh, and I agree that or everyone is in line with you saying that we hate the PS3. Uh, it's a console, I was just running it casually, it works fine, it's great, but speedrunning, I, I absolutely hate it. Moving on to... It's, uh, go ahead. Th there's tons of things outside of the game that are affecting the bit we enjoy, which is just playing the game as fast as, as well yeah. as possible, as fast no doubt, as possible. No mm -hmm. So moving on to Xbox. Now, there was some black magic going on that I was trying to keep up with which the new Xbox Series S and X loads faster, uh, much faster than the PS3. Then it went to, no, it doesn't. It's back to slow. And then it flipped back to where you have to unplug your Xbox, hold it at a certain angle, uh, make sure all the stars line up. Then you wait 69 seconds and you plug it back in. Then you go offline. Then you sign on to your other account. And then all of a sudden your loads are fast. So, uh, what is going on with Xbox? Are you in more Are you in more tune of what's going on than I am? Because I have no idea what's going on with the new Xboxes I mean, and MGS3. I mean, for a while, the new Xbox was heralded as the Messiah. It's a version of the game that runs well on both the Series X and the Series S. Loads at the same speed. It's much, much faster than every other version. Um, 
but no no one likes the controller because all the Metal Gear runners are Sony fanboys. But you know, we we got ways of around that. We can use any controller pretty much. But it was heralded as the Messiah, and everyone's like, oh, we're gonna merge the boards. Everyone will run an Xbox. It's the future of Metal Gear Solid 3. Well, I hate to tell you, but it crashes at Bag Chase 2 like 95% of the time. So um, unless they, uh, unless Microsoft are willing to go in and fix this backwards compatible Xbox 360 game, um, I don't think this game has a future on that console. It, it, that is too big of an error. You can't just lose your run every time at Bag Chase 2. Now, is does the does a crash? Every time, because I remember uh, Limes was the one testing this, and he said if you mash through the cutscene fast, it crashes. Does it crash even if you mash it, slow? It, after testing, it's nothing to do with the cutscene. It's literally mm -hmm. just bike chase two. Every every there's like a ninety five percent chance that bike chase two will immediately crash as soon as it loads in. Doesn't matter what you do with the cutscene, so you can let the whole cutscene play. Um, he tested this by making a save a bike chase two, mm -hmm. and then just uh, loading it. And it would just crash the console, but it's it's early days. It's very early days. Um, the game could have a future there as long, as long as that error is fixed. Outside of that, it seems to work at the same speed no matter what Xbox you have. So it could be really really good. Okay, so so currently unplayable until they fix this crash at Bike Chase. But uh, well, we got we got our hopes up that something can take over the the PS3 shenanigans that's going on. All right, let's move yeah, on. I mean, okay, go ahead. Some, some, something that wasn't really mentioned, but I, I'm probably one of the only people that has ran the game on like quite a few versions, aside from the PS2 and the and the 3DS. Mm. I've ran, you know, Xbox One, PS3. I've even done uh, runs on the PS Now service, and yeah, the less said about that, the better. It's not very good. Um, I like the Xbox version. It isn't exactly the same as the PlayStation 3 version. There are some strats that you have to change slightly to make them work because the Xbox runs the game always at 60 frames per second. The PlayStation 3 will dip below it quite often. Um, so certain rooms change, for example, when you swim through the, uh, the, the massive lake after the pain, um, you can't just swim all the way down on the right. You can't get past the searchlight. On the PS3, for some reason, you can swim like right next to the searchlight and it doesn't see you, but on the Xbox One, it will. And I assume that will be the same on the, on the Xbox Series S and X. Hmm, never thought about that. So, so a lot it's not, of the, it's not yeah, the exact same game. A lot of the strategies definitely will, will be impacted going from one console to the other. Okay. So let's go to uh, Turbo. Now, Turbo has been allowed in MGS2 across all platforms. So for MGS3, is Turbo now allowed across the whole board? Turbo was unbanned after a uh, community vote, which was mostly in favor of allowing Turbo. Turbo does not allow you to get a faster run than another person. Um, it's really just more of a uh, looking at the game from a health perspective. Mashing X constantly is not good for your hands. It was more of like, there's no reason not to allow it. It's not going to give anyone an advantage. It's just going to help people who have uh, major hand problems. And for me personally, I'm one of those people. I have really bad wrist problems, but I haven't really been using Turbo in MGS3 because it was allowed in MGS2. And mm -hmm. that's what was really causing the damage to my hands. It's a lot more fierce how often you have to mash in MGS2 to compared to MGS3. Okay, so just looking at MGS3. Now, MGS2, there are areas where you use turbo 
to skip cutscenes, to skip codex, because in MGS3 codex you just hold a single button and all the codex are skipped. Um, where in MGS2 it's a little different, um, even in MGS1 you have to mash through the whole thing by pressing a button constantly. But is there any, currently, is there any sort of gameplay-wise where Turbo can come into effect? Apparently, um, in the boss, uh, sorry, during the Ocelot fight, you can use Turbo to set up like an instant box headshot and it allows you to headshot Ocelot slightly easier. The strategy to do that doesn't make the fight faster, it makes it easier to land a headshot on Ocelot. I, I don't do it personally, I don't know of anyone who does it inside of runs. I've only ever seen it used for the individual level. Um, but even doing that, even like doing that setup, to me is a skill in itself. Um, but outside of that, I don't think there are, there's no gameplay strategies you can use. Turbo doesn't like make it easier to quick reload and, and stuff like that. Can't you use the quick reload turbo to just get the Shagglehot's health to like max pretty easily? No, because no, because you can't, um, if you go too fast on the Shagglehot, the splash damage increases from the rocket, which makes the Shagglehot drop back. You have to, that's not That's not just a place where you spam the rocket as fast as possible. Mm. You have to do as much damage as you can inside smaller windows of the fight where you're able to. Because there's certain positions he goes into where he can't actually be, he, he can't drop back from that position. So mm. when, when he's in that state, you just spam the rocket as much as possible. Then mm. you have to stop. Um... I, I personally do it at a very steady pace over the whole over the whole fight to stop him from dropping back, but no turbo just doesn't make it easy to drop him to to max max damage. That's still like a a really skilled thing that very few people can do. Okay, let's put let me play devil's advocate for a second. Now let's say in the future turbo, someone realizes that turbo can make a certain fight much easier or even you know maybe a second faster, but maybe easiness it just makes a fight much easier do you think that kind of takes away from the skill actually used by runners that don't have turbo or now you're getting into this area where okay you're allowing turbo well then this is just becoming a task run what's the point uh to me if that happened then i then i think we should obviously relook at it and uh you know possibly change the decision mm. um Turbo should be very much a convenience thing to to make the game more accessible, not to make the game easier to do difficult strats. It should make something that's strenuous easier, not something that's hard easier. Right, I, I agree. I'm on the same boat as you. For me personally, if it allows faster uh, or much easier like cutscene skips, and then what this will do is it'll even out the, the loading cutscenes to people that have like the same hardware or, or whatever it'll by allowing turbo you don't there's not this other variable of your run being slower because you can't mash a cutscene like that doesn't really involve any kind of gameplay but what i have trouble with personally is if it actually gets used during gameplay it's where i'm like uh, i don't know if i'm comfortable with turbo being allowed in there but to me i don't care if someone uses it during gameplay as long as it they aren't doing something that i can't that I can't do. Where mm -hmm. I say, if you want to be able to do this to get this time save, you have to use turbo. Mm -hmm. Like I don't like that. As long as everyone can do the same as everyone else, then I, then I'm happy. But with the so with turbo for MGS 
3 and right now let's say it's a ps3 almost exclusive you'll have to buy like a purchase some other third party gimmick to, to be using turbo correct yeah yeah so i guess that's uh that's yeah, another thing there's no there's no inbuilt turbo in the game so okay so you have to you buy have like to a, a party controller yeah controller different controller adapter or something like that to use it okay so uh let's move on to leaderboard stuff now are you now you're one of the mods of mgs3 i am i am a mod for mgs3 okay so i want to get get some of your your inputs on stuff now no one's gonna hold you to this so whatever you say here you know it could just be your your thoughts for today it could change tomorrow it could change the next day uh no one's gonna hold your words against you right now but just want to hear your thoughts on some things where let's say let's let's just do some hypotheticals now or actually let's take a step back are you one of the mods where you want the boards to have a certain layout just in case things change in the future or are you in the mindset of let's make boards to what the runs are now and then we can look at how to adjust the boards if things do change in the future i i think they should just already be set up to be as competitive as possible i mean what the boards are now is not how i would have them i i'm not a moderator doesn't just change the boards to how they want them um i'm just there the community says do this i'll do this i'll mm. input obviously and i'll say what i think's best but overall i'm gonna go with what the majority of people want the majority of people who are running the game um personally i like the way resident evil do it they have every single console separated from one another uh, and you know the the normal defense they hear against that is oh you'll have a ton of empty boards it's like well, have them I mean, people can fill them if they want to like if they don't they don't but it should just be everything competes with its own console in my opinion isn't all aren't all the consoles separated currently in the mgs3 boards like, no, I'm looking at it now. It says HD Edition separated. PS3, HD Edition Xbox, HD Edition Shield, PS2. Yeah, so the HD Edition encompasses, which is more like Sony HD Edition, that encompasses PS3, uh, PS Vita, PS Now, and then the Xbox holds Xbox 360, the Xbox One, the Xbox Series S and X, mm -hmm. and then the PlayStation 2. Uh, you can run on NTSC, PAL, or Subsistence, and then you have the 3DS separated as well, and the ah, Shield. So, okay, I get what you're saying. So if this was called Apache Smash Speedrun.com, you would have a different separation between PS3, PS Now, PS Vita, Xbox 360, Xbox One, Xbox One S, Xbox One X. You'd have like 15 different categories is what you're saying. Well, the S and the X can go together because they load at the same. They, they load exactly the same for their all intents and purposes. They are the same console. Okay. Same with PS Now and PS3. You're literally just, you're literally just logging into a PS3 that's not in your own house for, for your PC or whatever. Mm -hmm. it, it's still a PS3 and it's it's not a very good one at that. Um, but the Xbox 360, the Xbox One, the, yeah, I would separate them personally. Okay. Let's see. But other people disagree with me, and, and that's okay. Like, I'm just there to uh, to do whatever people want. So, right. So, some like you said, some people say if you do that, you're going to get so many empty tabs or just it, it'll just feel hollow. 
Do you think that's yeah. a that's a problem, or you think that's just we set it up like this, and then as we get more runs, we just fill those up? Why why should the competitive viability of a leaderboard be dictated by something that's an aesthetic? Oh, I don't like the way it looks. It's like so what? It's just like you don't have to like the way it, a leaderboard shouldn't be designed so it's visually appealing to the eye. But wouldn't so again? I'm just playing devil's advocate. Wouldn't something that looks better attract more runners? Or do you think that has nothing to do with I that? I don't think any. I don't think people run the game because they look at the leaderboard and go, "Oh, that looks great! I'm going to run this game now." I think they watch other people running the game, and they see the things they do inside the game, and they see someone do the ocelot unit without getting caught, and they go, "Wow, I really want to be able to do that as well." And then you know they do a run on whatever game they have, and you know it might be an Xbox 360, and then when they do their run, the Xbox 360. It, gets put with all the other runs on the xbox 360 uh, I, I mean i don't know where anyone gets this idea from that people look at the way a, a speedrun.com leaderboard layout is and that's what makes them decide to run the game but personally i think it's just a farce like i don't think it's true at all right but you're you're also making assumptions like everyone else like no one knows what people what attracts them to running this game like you're saying it's because they watch somebody uh, another person is saying, you know, they're coming to the leaderboards. Another person is saying, well, they had the game forever. Now they're doing this. So, if no, you... but like I, I, I run the game. I run MGS3 because I saw Jaguar King's VOD of him doing it at GDQ. I mean, that was the real catalyst for me starting the run. Major Zero runs the game because he saw Hikari run it on on SDA. Uh, years ago I, I can think of so many stories of people saying to me oh I, I watched this run this really cool run uh, mm. on YouTube and then I decided to run the game I have never ever in my life heard anyone say oh I looked at the leaderboard and it was designed really well so and there, there weren't many empty categories so I, I picked up the game you haven't heard anyone come in and be like, oh wow, look at all these runners running MGS3. Let me let me try running MGS3. I mean, it, it, it would still default. I mean, right now it would default to the board that has the most runs on it, and it would be PS3 European Extreme. I mean, it would it wouldn't really look any different unless you went clicking around everywhere. That is um, true. I mean, for some people, when they see a board with one person on it, they're like, well, I can't beat these 16 people, but I think I can beat this one guy. Right. Let me try to get this world record for this random thing. Um, so Major Zero comments, uh, the argument isn't that people run the game because the leaderboards look pretty. That's an absurd reduction. When people talk about how the boards uh, entice runners, they're talking about the fact that boards can entice or stifle competition with their layout. I don't, I don't know how all the runs being on the same board would entice competition to a to an xbox 360 runner um because knowing that they would never be able to get a good time anyway versus people on superior hardware i i, I don't think that would entice them and like you i mean you can't really stifle competition that isn't there in the first place you can't you, you don't make it more competitive by putting all the runs together i think i think that also detracts from it Yep, I mean, here's Plywood's uh, take. Some people in the past told me when all difficulties were together, they got discouraged. The look of a board does matter. What do you say to that? Yeah, I mean, I would I would get discour discouraged if Very Easy was uh, lumped in with European Extreme. Like, because you could just do the run on the easiest difficulty and then the European Extreme runs would be like 17th. And, you know, that's not a good way of doing it. I'm glad we don't do it like that. Mm. So this is, this is cool. my personal take. Um... Uh, Apart from everyone, I could be right, it could be wrong. 
What I think is, if someone wants to run MGS3, the boards, mm, they, they don't make too much of a difference. I feel like most people that say, that give excuses to running MGS3, they're not gonna run it in the first place. Like I've seen so many people say, okay, I'm gonna run it or I might run it, or if this happened, I might run it. And in my head, I'm always thinking, this person's never gonna run this game. It's just another random runner that just wants to say, give an opinion that never has the interest of running the game in the first place. Like if you're going to run MGS3, you're going to run it regardless of the leaderboards. I do think that um, it's kind of separate from that. I do, I do think a lot of people look in through the window on mm -hmm. people running the game and think, oh, I, re I, really, I really wish I could run Metal Gear. I, I really love it. But then they just doubt themselves so hard and just believe me, anyone can do it. Like anyone can put a really nice run of this game together. And, you know, you ain't, you're not going to beat the world record on your first try, but you're going to have a lot of fun learning the game. Um, and the biggest step you, you you take is like when you first pick up a run don't let anything discourage you from it i mean it doesn't matter what the leaderboards look like it doesn't but any doubt you have just like forget that just try it out it's so fun i i 100 agree with you if you're one of the people out there that are like should i run this game it looks difficult you're looking at you know one of the top runners and you're like well i can never do that well no one expects you to do that your first run i mean it's always great when i see new runners pick up the game, or they're in the Discord, they're asking questions, they're like, oh, why doesn't this work, why doesn't that work? I love seeing the new runners, so if you're thinking about running MGS3, you got a lot of helpful people. I mean, there's, it's great to see some, you know, the top runners in this game, like yourself, Major Zero, just be so helpful in, in for new runners. This is one of the games where, like, if you got a question about anything, like, it's gonna get answered within that day. Yeah, we're, we're both, me, me and Major are both extremely competitive about the game, but we would never like, I mean, we go out of our way to help each other all the time. Major Zero was actually one of the first people that came into my stream when I was learning the game and told me how to quick reload properly. Like, uh, you know, that's just the kind of atmosphere you get into. And I've said earlier, but like I, I watched Jaguar King at GDQ and I, I remember watching his run of MGS3 and thinking, oh God, I, I could never do that. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the best feelings I ever had was when I when I beat him in a race, it was like, holy crap, I'm beat Jaguar <laughs> King at this game. Like, oh my God, <laughs> that was like a dream to me. But like, isn't that far-fetched of a dream that you you know you could get really good at Metal Gear Solid? It's, it, it's really not, I promise you. It's, it just takes time. Now, now I want to know what the hell were you doing how were you quick reloading before Major Zero told you? I just, I didn't hold first person view. So I was fighting the Fury. I remember I was fighting the Fury. I was on very easy. Uh -huh. uh, I was shooting him with the Mosin the gun. And so I'd hold the gun out, shoot him, let go of everything, tap R2 <laughs> twice. And then obviously you, your aim goes back into like the big third person view. And then yeah. you have to go all the way back into first person. And it was just totally wrong, but I didn't make that connection between what I was seeing people doing runs. And if he hadn't have told me, I'd probably still be doing that now. I've been there. Was yeah, I wasn't doing that at, at the beginning, especially when you equip uh, weapons that make you go into first person automatically, like the RPG, Mosin the Gaunt, and then if you're not holding R1, and then you're also reloading without holding R1, your aim goes back to the center instead of where you were before, so I've been there. Just little yeah, things something like a bit, bit random, but people may not notice, but 
uh, all the guns in Metal Gear Solid 3 aim perfectly in the center of the screen. So if you fire the sniper rifle without zooming in, it's directly in the center of your screen, as long as you're above half stamina. So if you get used to where the center of your screen is, you can do a lot of things in the game with like, you can fight the Fury without zooming into the scope, that kind of thing. You can headshot yeah. Volgan, you can like no scope Volgan. So. But I, what I used to do, so even when I'm de-rusting MGS3 or I haven't played it in a very long time, what I do is in my monitor, I, you know, I have this tool where I draw like a dot right in the center. And then, and then I, and then when I'm de-rusting, I kind of get used to where that is. So after a few runs, like you kind of know how far to the left of your uh, weapon you have to be to be the center. And then I take that off and then it takes me a little, uh, and then once I get adjusted to that, I know exactly where the center of my screen is depending on where where the gun location is, like the muzzle of it. Yep. My original intention with the game was I was just going to put a dot straight in the center of my screen, like, uh, you know, like in Gold, they do that in GoldenEye. Mm -hmm. um, GoldenEye speedrunners do that. Um, the reason I didn't was because I got accepted to, to run at ESA, and mm -hmm. I was like, well, if I get used to this, I'm not going to have one at ESA. Right. So I just didn't do it. Um, but there's a lot of strategies that I took from Goldeneye in this game. Like looking down on the runway saves 20 seconds. Um, just like things to reduce reduce the reduce the lag saves you time overall. Just like tons of ideas that I ripped off Goldeneye. Cool, cool. So let's. Uh, so I think we talked enough about leaderboards and where they're at. Um, I think it's set up great the way it is now. There's not too much. I mean, sure, you can separate out all the consoles and things, but I always think that we tackle those as it comes up. Like, you know, no one's running this on 360 right now. So, anyway, moving on to the future of MGS3. So, what do you think? Let's look down the road five years from now. What do you see MGS3 in terms of where the actual run, how it's going to evolve, and then also, like, the hardware and everything? How is that going to evolve? What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? From from like if we forget about like the technical limitations of the different consoles and uh, you imagine a scenario where the the Xbox Series S and the Xbox Series X run at the same speed all the time. It's mm -hmm. really fast and the game doesn't crash and we we can all compete on the same hardware. Um, Metal Gear Solid Three gameplay wise still has a long way to go. Uh, I don't feel like it's when I started this game, people were like, oh, it's solved, it's a solved game, there's no faster strats. There's so much faster stuff to be found in this game. Um, when you see um, the way some of the, the Japanese runners play, and uh, the Japanese runners don't really communicate with the community that often, so we just get a glimpse of how they play from their runs. Um, there is a, a runner on the board called Gogo Time who plays the entire game using the 3D camera. And he has some insane strats, some like weird stuff. The, the way he plays the game is completely different. He uses a lot of like uh, warning shots to bait guards into positions. Um, just just plays the game completely different. Um, Major Zero came up with like a whole new way of doing all the mountain sections, where he does like box headshots. He, he can't. He, he makes sure he's moving the entire room. Like he never stops to just take out guards. Um, we're nowhere near done. We're just nowhere near done with this game. It's going to get a lot faster. It's going to get a lot more difficult to play, in my opinion. Yeah, I think the the biggest time saves are when you just look at a run. Is where do runners stop to do something? Like whether they're in the pause menu or they stop to shoot someone. Like that. Those are the areas where you're like, okay, this is definitely slowing it down. Besides just the maybe take a different route. 
but just the current route i think like that's what i always look for when i see a run like why are they stopping here like that's that's kind of the the triggers but so what do you think is the biggest time save opportunities in, in mgs3 and the current route what's the what's holding it back um just getting used to things like not letting the pain go to his third shield phase um you have to be ridiculously quick when fighting the pain and you can save nine seconds every time you do that fight obviously like the end strat that there's a new strat for the end where you shoot him in the head three times and then bait him into the room that you start in so you don't have to travel all the way to him um but the way major zero does it there's generally no downtime i mean when that when that first strategy was first found of bringing him into the first room by go go time um major zero went and saved like another 15 or 20 seconds on it uh yeah something else he said the boss lethal strats so on new game we kill the boss non-lethally when you kill any boss in the game non-lethal you get their camo because that fight just like ends it gives you uh, eight or nine seconds to pick up the camouflage when you kill her. So if we can come up with a strategy to kill her lethally, we will save those nine seconds of waiting to pick up the camo. Um, there is a lethal way to kill her using the torch. So you can throw a stun grenade on the floor and you can sit behind her with the torch item mm. and just set her on fire. It's really, really fast. But you also save those additional nine seconds of not, not getting the camo spawn. Uh, the problem being that it takes about 20 seconds to pick up the torch so if we can find a few more areas where the torch saves time overall um, basically the boss lethal strat could actually work out to be a huge time save and it is a time save for tuxedo because uh, it's a lot harder to kill the boss in tuxedo and the torch only spawns in the caves after ocelot fight right yeah from what we know that's the only spawn in the whole game for it okay it takes yeah. about 20 seconds to pick it up I see what you're saying. Um, so let's go to hardware stuff. Is this going to be an Xbox only game in the future? What do you think? There's just there's just one more hurdle, right? I mean, we don't know what the hell Konami is going to do with it. They've they've been heavy on re-releases in the past. Right now, they seem to not want to do anything with it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, they they, they ported in in you know quotations. They ported. Uh, two games that were already on the PC that were everyone was playing already. Yeah. Um, they haven't actually done anything except take a, you know, to to crudely say it, they've taken a disc out of a drawer and put it on the internet. Um, who knows what they're going to do with, with regards to re-releases? But if Microsoft prevent Bike Two from crashing on the Xbox Series S and X, I think that will be the future of the game hardware-wise. I think if everyone just has to buy this one console, you can buy the Series S, it's cheaper. Um, prices will go down of them over time. And and you don't have to do anything with it once you get it. You just install the game and it, it loads the same for everyone. Like, yeah, it's definitely the future of it. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's, you know, we're going to get PS3 emulation faster then we're going to get a release from Konami in another system. So what my what my thought process is, we'll, we're going to get the MGS, the PS3 emulation done much faster than that. And hopefully it'll be just very stable where everyone will have the same 
load times. You don't have to go out and buy a new console. So, you know, in, the, in my perfect world, what I see is M MGS3 will be on PC and then no one has to ever worry about load times or anything like that. Yeah, obviously, like hardware, PCs, PC hardware keeps getting better and better. Mm -hmm. There's people actively working on the emulator for the PS3. Um, if it was running perfectly, like, you know, damn right, I'd, I'd want to see it on the board and uh, encourage as many people as possible to play it. I mean, that's not just for Metal Gear Solid 3 as well, but, but 4. MGS4 has been trapped on the PS3 for a long time, and it would, it would be cool if it had a new lease of life anywhere else. Alright, wrapping this up, Apache. It's not gonna it's not an MGS discussion without asking you. What do you think of the rumors of the MGS remake? Complete rubbish. <laughs> until until something official comes out, it's just it's just absolute rubbish. And I mean if you keep saying if you keep saying Metal Gear Solid Remake is coming out, Metal Gear Solid Remake is coming out. I mean people have been saying this for years now. If you keep saying it, eventually it will come true. Like and people Either, either people just say it forever or it eventually happens and they go oh yeah I told you it was going to get remade it was like bro that was like 12 years ago um, just just don't waste too much of your life worrying about these, these rumours and wait for some sort of official announcement to say that it's happening uh, until then it's probably baloney yeah, couldn't have said it better myself so as we wrap it up Apache any, any final words you want to give to the audience yeah I'm doing a run for Thunderthon in mm -hmm. about an hour uh, of Metal Gear Solid 3 European Extreme Tuxedo. It would be cool if you all came and watched. I will be joined by Mayu-chan and Major Zero on the commentary, so um, I'm really looking forward to, to doing that. Mm, I'm looking and, forward yeah. as well. I'll be tuning in definitely. Good luck on the run. Um, so I think that wraps it up for us. You know, I was planning to do this for like an hour, but we've been going for an hour and a half. I even started the timer late. Uh, so thanks for piloting this Apache I really appreciate it I had no idea what kind of direction I wanted to go thanks for stepping up and kind of carrying me through this first episode and you know my my creativity skills are very limited I'm not a very creative person you can tell by the layout I have this is just a placeholder for now I was gonna call this like the MGSR podcast that, that's what I was gonna call it <laughs> like that that's where my creativity in my mind came up but then Apache's like call it the mandatory codec and I'm like you know what you're a genius that's exactly what I was gonna call it so I want to give you the credit that you deserve so thanks again for for piloting this uh this episode in this series you're welcome mate I'm looking I'm looking forward to uh to watching the future ones you know I, I've always thought that MGSR should have uh, a podcast dedicated to speedrunning and there's a lot of interesting people to talk to and I'm, I'm just looking forward to to being there with regards to the to the layout and uh, everything else you know we're, we're a team mgsr it's not just you it's not just me it's all of us and i'm sure we can all come together and, and and get something really good for it definitely definitely so we're off for now thanks for everyone tuning in if you have any suggestions of what i can do better hit me up on discord whether it's you know the questions i ask the type of layout we got the topics you can find me on Discord. You can find Apache on Discord as well if you want to hit him. Find him on Twitter at... What's your Twitter? Follow me on Twitter at Apache Smash. All right. 